ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. And knock, and the door will be open for you. What are you asking for? What are you seeking? And what are you knocking for? The book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible, tells us, chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door, knocking, and whoever opens, I will come in and dine with him and with her. So today it is about prayer, Christ giving us the famous of the prayer that all of us, in fact, the whole universe, know the Lord's prayer, our Father. In the life of Christ, we see he started with prayer and he ended with prayer. In Paul's letter to Thessalonians, chapter 5, he asks us to pray without ceasing, that is to pray all time. Look, the gospel we read today in chapter 18, verse 1, tells us we ought always to pray and never to lose heart. So many verses and so many uh, passages in the scripture urging us to always submit, spending time before the Lord. And all of us, we've gathered here to pray the Mass, which is the highest form of all prayers. Uh, the Word of God in the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, I think beginning from 22, what you have come to is Mount Zion, the city of the living God, where millions of angels have gathered for the festival, the festival of the Lamb, and where every one of us, as firstborn sons and daughters, have come to praise, to worship God in our origin. So it is about prayer. There is a, a song about the life of Christ, starting with prayer and ending with prayer. And the song goes like this. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master key. Amen? Amen. So in his life, he has given us example because all his life is punctuated by spending time with God in prayer. And this famous, our father, is a kind of the revolution that Christ is bringing to the ancient Judaism. Prior to the time of Christ, the Hebrew scripture never or really referred to God as our Father. You see things like Lord and Master and all of that. But it is within the context of the first public sermon of Jesus Christ, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that whole three chapters is the first public sermon of Jesus Christ. And in the heart of that sermon, Christ gave us this wonderful prayer that revolutionizes our relationship with God so that you and I can make bold and have access to call God our Father, our Father. So they saw him praying, that is number one, 
And in the context of Luke's version, because we have the version from Matthew, which all of us know and pray every day. Then today we read the Luke's version of the same, our Father. And it is within the context of Christ spending time in prayer. And having seen him all the time, spending time in prayer, the disciples, they asked him, they made a request, teach us to pray. That is something all of us, we can look into as parents. How often do our kids see us praying so that they can ask or even to be part of our prayer or even ask us to teach them to spend time in prayer or even bring them to the chapel of our adoration. So you see how the master is already laying down a good example for the disciples and invites all of us to be and do the same, spending time in prayer. Last Sunday, we talked about Mary and Martha, the only necessarium, the only one thing necessary, spending time with him, just like Mary. It didn't mean what Martha was doing was wrong, but however, she was despite you know, the manner of the service when you serve, how much of your person is involved, paying attention to the guests and not just being burdened with many other things like we are burdened with many other things that take us away from the guest, spending time gazing upon the Lord. So today he continued the same onum necessarium, one thing necessary, spending time with the Lord. Because in that moment, in that space, we are strengthened and all the worries of the world is taken care of. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Unload all your worries unto me, for I care. So prayer becomes that simple definition of the raising of our minds and hearts to God. It is a kind of dialogue. You have a, a conversation with a friend. You heard about uh, the friendship in the gospel of today. Having a conversation with a friend. Each time we go visit one another, we sit and talk and have a conversation. And in that dialogue, we listen to each other. It is not only about one person talking all the times. That is why we have various types of prayer. Like we have the vocal prayer, and we have uh, the meditative. You know, we sit down, read the scripture, or lives of the saints, and meditate, ponder upon them. That is one thing we also take in mind. The, our Father, because we know it so much, we pray it all the time, but we hardly have time to ponder in what we say. The Catechism will talk about those who pray without thinking, without meditating on what they are saying. Are they really praying? So we have the vocal prayer, we have the meditative and contemplation. In vocal, we talk to God, in meditation, we read the scripture, just like you see in Psalm number one. Those who meditate on the word of God, blessed is the one who sit not in the company of sinners, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. And on that law, they meditate day and night. And because they ponder on that law, they will be like trees planted by the riverside that bear fruit, not only in those seasons, but also in plenty. Then we have the contemplation. In contemplation, it's like you are just gazing, beholding the beauty of God's mystery. It is an aspect of spiritual life that is called 
Visio Divina. Many of us know about Lexio Divina, using the scripture to pray. But in Visio Divina, you can just use, for instance, the image of the, the divine mercy. You are pondering on the beauty of the God who says all of my ugliness and who says all of my beauty without saying anything. So these various forms or types of prayer will help to shape what we do when we pray. In the life of Moses, I think the book of Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, you know, Moses always go up to the mountain just to gaze upon the Lord. The scripture said he speaks to God face to face, panim, uh, panim, face to face. And in spending that time with the Lord up there, his face was transfigured, transformed. That is what happens whenever we spend time contemplating the beauty of God's love and majesty. So many things we can talk about in prayer today, but the Lord is laying down for us, making our time to pray. In the midst of the troubles and business of our lives, how much do I pray? Even if it is five minutes a day, let it be so qualitative. You don't have to babble like the scripture says, the Pharisees and all of that. But even if it's just 10 minutes, 20 minutes a day, out of the 24 hours, let it be a quality time spent in dialogue, in communication, in meditation, reflecting the glory of God, having a space in our lives. So as we come today, we ask him to renew in us. Scripture says, uh, we were buried with him in baptism. Now he becomes the symbol or the figure of the first feeling, the one man through whom the city, our world, is redeemed from destruction, from sin, representing the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, as we read in today's gospel. It is about spending time in prayer. If today you and I hear his voice, may we not harden our heart. May this be our prayer always through Christ our Lord. Amen.